So are you saying all ghosts are six? Oh, 100%. What? Jacob Marley does not strike me as a six, but I do. I can't actually do feel it now because he's like, I'm warning you. I'm like trying to help you. You know, here's like, here's how you got to fix your life and everything. That's why, that's why uh, Casper was hot both as a ghost and as a boy. Yeah. Uh, You want to keep that last part or you just want to like, hot (laughs) as a boy? I stand by it. Hello and welcome to episode number 540 of the podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Knox McCoy. And I'm your other host, Jamie Golden. The podcast is a show dedicated to delightful idiocy and we're committed to educating you on things entertained but do not matter. To find out more about these frozen pursuits, did you just pick frozen? I had icy and that felt stupid, okay? Oh. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just like, this is what we're doing. Are we doing so... notes? Uh, let me get my pen for your call to action. Let's go. <laughs> To find out more about these frozen pursuits, check us out at knoxandjamie.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Podcast. And we're on Twitter at Podcast Pod. It's a double meaning. It's frozen Is the it? movie, but also the country's frozen, you know? Oh. Don't. Yeah. Don't do that. Like, you understand it. It makes sense. Thanks for joining us this week as we are going to be deep diving Frozen. But before we do that, you guys, it is Princess Collection Month here at the podcast. Now, the Princess Collection is a five-episode series where we deep dive five of the most iconic Disney princesses, including, and in this order, Jasmine, Belle, Tiana, Moana, and Rapunzel. Now, to continue to celebrate princesses through the end of the month, we have two fun things coming out on this Friday. First, a new cinema side piece on the cult classic, The Princess Bride, for friends and best friends of the show. And then we also have, for those who are subscribed to Note for the Audio, our free weekly newsletter, you can camp out with our new issue that addresses the age-old question, what does my favorite Disney princess say about me? So simply head to knoxandjamie.com slash annual. There you can sign up to be a free subscriber to Note for the Audio. And there you can also learn how to become a Patreon supporter so that you can get that new cinema side piece and the five episode princess collection. The link is in the show notes. All right, Jamie, uh, I'm so excited to be uh, talking about the movie Frozen uh, this week with you. And uh, I think, you know, uh, for people like scanning or skimming by and they'd be like, well, I don't understand. Like, why are we talking about Frozen? Like, what's the deal beyond the obvious parallel that I mentioned at the beginning that the country is frozen right now? Right, right, uh, there's right. a there's a Everybody deeper parallel. And, um, you know, we've been talking about a princess collection. Uh, we've been pushing our princess collection. We think it's really good. We think you'd really enjoy it. But beyond that, um, something that I unconsciously brought up in every single episode was, is Elsa a princess? Right. Because I never could remember that. And I would always say to you, as a reminder... Anna and Elsa, neither are considered part of the Disney princess official group of people. Aaron, if you, if, if someone had asked you that, would you have been like, yeah, that makes sense that princess Anna and queen Elsa are not a part of the Disney princess canon. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Mm, interesting. I agree it does feel like a weird, like Disney is, it just feels like advanced trigonometry to me. Yeah. I don't know why they make it so complicated. It's why I can't go to Disney. It's why I don't understand all of the ad- advanced maths that happen around Disney. Yeah. Just like, why, I don't, why are you making it so complicated with the bracelets and the wristbands and the and the apps and the lines? I, I just, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> it's, it's too complicated for me. Turn down for what? And so it makes a lot of sense that it'd be like, no, no, it, the, here's our criteria for, for princesses, but we're not going to tell you what they are, but we know what they are. And here's a princess, yeah. but she's not a princess. It's right. a symptom like, of a larger issue. Exactly. You hear well, that, actually, Disney? That's why you've lost a customer in Aaron. That's right, why she won't exactly. deal with That's right. Thank you. You're so exactly listen, right. I know the answer. Would you like to hear it? So in the 90s, Disney princesses 
that became a marketing campaign. And execs at the time said, characters are not chosen specifically for their royal titles, but rather how well they fit into what's deemed the princess mythology. For example, Tinkerbell, original Disney princess, no longer. Because I think they were like, you're tiny and weird and we can do other stuff with you. You're kind of mean too, honestly. I know, she's kind of mean, yeah. And then Esmeralda also was a Disney princess and she was kicked out. The theory is because in the original text, she's the daughter of a sex worker. And maybe that's not the quote princess mythology they wanted to land on. And so why no Anna and Elsa? Well, the internet will tell you quickly. First, it's because they have no animal companions. Well, that's not true of the other. Like some of the 13 princesses also don't have animal companions. Sure. Okay. Second, they will tell you, well, actually, there are queens. She's a queen. And in Frozen 2, Anna becomes a queen. And... Uh, but again, they were princesses first. That's how you become queens. Also, there's other Disney princesses who are now queens. Yes. Okay. So that doesn't make sense. The actual reason, and it is the correct reason, is that Anna and Elsa are too lucrative to be watered down by those other 13 B words. They just can't. That actually makes more sense because um, the the tactical, like you don't have a, an animal soulmate or whatever, that, right. you know, that, that kind of is just dubious in the fact that right. like Rapunzel is there to celebrate the coronation in Rapunzel's a Disney princess. Do I have yeah, that correct? That is so, correct. And their cousins. Right. Like, I just don't understand how that works. But I think if you look at it, like I, I remember reading uh, Disney channel shows every three seasons, they would shift, they pivot to okay. like a location, like live and Maddie would go from Wisconsin to LA. And I was like, that's weird. Well, it's because oh. at the fourth season, it triggers, you have to pay them certain kind of uh, salary increases. But if you change locations and change the subtitle, it's a new show. Wink, wink. No. So it's the nuance that allows them to uh, get around it. So I, I think that's that's very helpful. Uh, and I think that's informative to um, why I kept tripping on it. Because many people are saying it was a complicated question. Many, uh, So many people. And it actually, if you Google it, it is a very popular topic to discuss. That's sure. right. That's right. Yeah. So uh, understanding that, um, we are going to uh, get into some of the details uh, with the movie Frozen. Jamie, would you like to start uh, with some contextual information? Yes. So Frozen it came out in 2013. It is loosely based on Hans Christian Andersen's 1844 fairy tale called The Snow Queen. It follows Anna, the princess of Arendelle, who sets off on a journey alongside the Icemen. Kristoff, his reindeer Sven, and the snowman Olaf to find her estranged sister, Elsa, whose icy powers have inadvertently trapped their kingdom in eternal winter. Okay. Featured voices include Kristen Bell. Kristen Annie Bell is playing Anna. I just want to right here go. I don't like the pronunciation of Anna. It's needlessly complicated. I know. And I really, and I know some of you listening are like, my name is Anna. And I said, and I would say to you, how many people have named you Anna. Yeah. Like, you're needlessly complicated also. That's right. And look, I am also needlessly complicated. My name is spelled like a boy, Jamie, and not a girl, Jamie. I'm not needlessly complicated. I let a barista call me the wrong name for three years and I never that's corrected right. him because it didn't exactly matter. Right. It didn't matter. No, it doesn't you know? matter. So uh, then we have Adina Menzel, who is playing Elsa. Uh, Jonathan Groff is playing Kristoff. Josh Gad. Olaf. Three of these are Broadway icons. Yeah. No offense to Kristen Annie Bell. I just don't think she's done Broadway, right? Um, and then Santino Fontana, a very underrated as Hans. Like he has a very sexy voice. Like a very <sighs> sexy voice. I mean, you want to get into this now? I don't know. I feel like this oh. is the miss because I don't know who this is. You know, he doesn't razzle dazzle me. I feel like that's a recasting opportunity. What are you talking about? Santino? Like, uh, want a Tony for Tootsie? What are you talking about? I don't care what he got for Tootsie. I want someone else. He's a cutie. He's like a little cutie cutie. I've got known commodities left and right. And then I got this guy. He's in Chris Rock's girlfriend. 
Yeah, he played Greg. Aaron, you're citing a show that got 20,000 viewers and the run. I loved it too. It's great. It's like saying he was in What what I Do in the Shadows or What They Do in the Shadows or What People Do in the Shadows. Great for you, but it's not a person of note. Listen, did you listen to the audiobook of the ballad? You greenlit the ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Yeah. Did you listen to it on audiobook? Is this an integrity check? Are you are you doubting me? <laughs> no, I just want to say he 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 did the audiobook. Joke's on you. I read that thing. That, was, that might have been the last book I <laughs> no, read. No, audiobook scout is reading. I swear to God, do not get them turning on us. I sure hope so, because that's <laughs> oh all I gosh. do right now. I was going to say. Anyway, this is a great group. And then there's some fun people like Alan Tudyk. Um, But for the main part of Frozen Story, I do want to do this con- context. Anna is 18 and Elsa is 21. This is confirmed by the director. Um, and so their parents, quote, died. And I use quotes because they're not dead. Uh, Anna, Anna was 15 and Elsa was 18 when their parents okay. died. So that's where we found ourselves. It did get nominated for two Academy Awards. It won both of them for Best Animated Feature and Best Original Song, Let It Go. And that is when we got the infamous Adele Dazeem moment with John Travolta at the Oscars. And it was traumatic. For Adina Mazzella has really talked about, like, I just don't understand how Dazeem is easier than Menzel. Yeah, I think, I I, like, people talk about remembering where they were when the Moonlight and La La Land uh, mix-up happened. I'll never forget when I where I was when I heard Adele Dazeem because no. I was like, am I having a stroke or is he having a stroke? Low key, it's more important than Will Smith punching Chris Rock or slapping Chris Rock because like that was such oh, like yeah. a, it spun off a whole nother universe of reality. Right. Whereas Adele Dazeem just came and went and everyone's like left to deal with it and hold that, you know? That's exactly right. You know, I think in terms of like uh, where I accessed the movie, it was through my children. It was like my daughter waking up every day singing, do you want to build a snowman? It Aww. was like uh, uh, her asking for an Elsa wig um, for uh, her birthday and it looking more like a Joe Dirt um, uh, cosplay <laughs> than it did Elsa. Uh, and now she has like a, you know, a, a 15 step skincare routine. So I feel aged by this movie, knowing like the origins of it, you know? Here's what I will say. I do love that I did think about um, do you want to build a snowman? And as I'm watching this, because watching it for this episode, it was the second time I've ever seen Frozen. And when I was watching it, I was like, is that a funeral song? Did, a, did people just die in the middle of the song? Yeah, they, they did. did. That's and right. They did. And I like that nobody really talks about that. Do you <laughs> want to build a snowman is about still doing life when sad things are happening around you. Oh, okay. Like your <laughs> sister never talking to you again inexplicably and having to process that trauma as an eight-year-old. You know, wow. it's crazy stuff. Yikes. All right, let's go ahead and get to some superlatives. And again, um, th- this is going to be like a hybrid of what we normally do for our cine- cinema side piece uh, episodes where we kind of break down the movie. It's also going to include some of the stuff we do from our princess collection. So if you like either, um, I would recommend uh, going to oxygenjamie.com slash Patreon and joining up because we do this yeah. on regular with uh, uh, different movies and stuff like that. So Jamie, who or what for you won this movie? Okay, for me, it was 100% the animation. Like I was really even watching it today on an iPad. Like while I was taking notes, I was like, God, their hair looks so good. Yeah. It's really like the level having, especially watched these other films recently. This is like another, it's like a whole other level. Like Moana and this are like really the tent poles because I had read that Entangled, uh, Rapunzel had a hundred thousand CGI animated strands of hair. Elsa has 400,000. Gosh. Strands of CGI generated hair and that hair listen that hair launched a thousand platinum blondes like you look at it and you're like oh my god could i also be platinum on i could i could maybe do it and you can't it's all like, that hair no noses though 
Nobody, nobody got noses except for Olaf in this thing. Listen, has anybody ever gotten noses? Like, well, I was just stunned by like when they're sad and I was like, how do they have a time to breathe right now? There's like no nasal right. passages. And listen, that scene where she's building the ice palace uh-huh. that she can live in. I, it is, the animation is so, and combined, it's like a perfect storm because you're combining it with that iconic song. And, but the fact that it, it took nine months to do that scene. They said we had at least 50 effects artists and lighting art, artists working together to create the long shot. It took nine months. It took 30 hours to re- render one frame. And listen, that scene is on YouTube, like the music video, obviously, the Let It Go. Would you like to guess? I have two for you, Aaron and Knox. Would you like to guess how many views that that has on YouTube? 250 million. 250 million. Okay. I'm going to say 700 million. 700 million. It's 3.3 billion. Um, oh, my God. Right. Okay. And that doesn't even put it in the top 50 most viewed uh, YouTube videos, by the way. The most viewed YouTube video of all time has uh, 13 billion views. Would you like to guess the most viewed YouTube? Just think about it from your own perspective. What's a video? Uh, What's something that you might show over and over again? Is it the the scene in Troy when Brad Pitt uh, (laughs) meets King Priam? If I let you take her, you're still my enemy in the morning. You're still my enemy tonight. But even enemies can show respect. That has 183 views and they're all yours. How dare you? <laughs> I feel like it's like a Justin Bieber music video. Okay, close. God, that's so sad. <laughs> that makes me so sad, honestly. I'll I'll pick uh, piggyback off that. Um, I, I I think the music, obviously, that doesn't feel like a very yeah. hot take. The music's incredible. Some of you know, I think Disney, especially in this um, era, was really good at um, making a movie with two or three bangers, and the rest is like, meh, uh, I didn't need that. This one, it's just wall to wall. If it's not involving the <laughs> trolls, it's a killer. If it does, we'll talk about that later. Not so much, <laughs> but everything outside of that, like. I mean, you mentioned Let It Go. Do you want to build a snowman uh, for the first time forever? Love's an open door. Reindeers are better than people. Low-key, my favorite, honestly. In summer. I actually like it's in summer. Incredible. It really yeah. good stuff. Um, I, I don't know. Pound for Pound is probably the best um, uh, musically soundtracked movie. And I think that's, you know, um, uh, you can look at this movie and be like, did this launch, uh, launch Kristen Bell? You can make that case because she's Veronica Mars. That's a big deal. Um, but her turn is on a not just musically, um, but also oh, in yeah. the movie. I think that's a big deal. But I do think the music is what makes this movie so good, not necessarily the story, because there's things you can pick apart you know, as you watch. Yeah, for sure. 100%. I also want to say uh, normalizing people having voices for their pets, like Kristoff and Sven, I think that won the movie. Because everybody does. Nobody shares. Like, I've got two voices I use. for. But well, you're not going to share them. Because no. I, I would like to hear Luna. What, how does Luna sound? L- just grouchy. Just grouchy cowboy. You know? And Bruce is like, Bruce has got a big lisp. You know? Kind of a, like an annoying okay. third grader with a lisp. You know? And there's characters and there's voices. But I'm glad. No one shares that. But it, it's a reality. that people. Aaron, does about. your dog have a voice? 
Uh, no, Bear doesn't have a voice. We we would speak it, for. Maybe the, that's why Bear doesn't want to hang out with you. Do you think also, about that? And let, let me be clear, Aaron. I, I've been to your house. I don't think that dog likes y'all at all. No, it's very. Listen, he was so upset that he had to go in the laundry room when it was <laughs> nine degrees one night. Why I does think, your dog not want to be near you? I, I, I think I think there's something like wrong with him. Or Do you think it's about y'all? He's like, you've named me another animal. I'm a dog, but you've named me Bear. You tried <laughs> to make Marlo. me disassociate. That was on Marlow. I don't know what to tell him. It's very upsetting. I get it. I get it. I'm worried it. about him. It's uh, not okay. Jamie, who or what lost move for you? Okay, for me, it is just a general take on parenting. I'm going to be honest. I, I started watching this movie and I was like, okay, wait. So Anna is ice cold. Like right. you've picked her up and you're like, oh my gosh, she's ice cold. I know where we need to go. Instead of first going, how about an electric blanket, a fire, some mm-hmm. USB hand warmers? No. You would rather isolate her, her from her sister. And everyone she loves and create uh, trauma where there is none and hope that works out when she's an adult. Conceal it, don't feel it. Cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, unfortunately, then do you want to build a snowman becomes a funeral dirge. And then when she finally does maybe get to have a moment where she becomes queen, you put the 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 ratchet, the most ratchet tiara on her I've ever seen. That was embarrassing. Is that for ants? Is that tiara for ants? Because it's so small. What is that? Oh, it's, but anyway, I just say bad parents, bad parents. And this is why you shipwrecked because that's why, that's why Look, the, the parenting is the adult figures, institutional adult figures take the biggest L in this movie, because yeah. to your point, if like, so it might understand that the Kings, uh, in case of emergency contact is the trolls. So he's like, I don't know how to solve this. And we have no medical professionals. I'm going to go to the trolls. Right. I have a lot of questions uh, about that, that, that maybe we'll get to, but um, yeah, I, you know, I, I had a couple baby ones. Um, uh, I had the ice scene at the beginning. Eh, that's where honestly, like that almost lost me out the gate because this was in the era of Disney movies where they'd show you a, like a 12 minute cartoon before the movie which just spirals all of your young children because they're like, I thought I'm watching frozen and you're like, I know, but this is, this is about, I don't know, like a, like a bird that's trying not to get swept up in the ocean and try not to drown. And it'll be over in a second. Don't worry. And you've only got this long in a movie theater where the kid's not going to freak out or go to the bathroom. So it's like, they're really pushing it a little bit. No, it's like when you go to the Taylor Swift tour and you're like, who is this? I am not interested. They don't even have good sound. It's like, there's not even, it's like, and I get like, give her you, Sabrina, give her you, but like, you don't, they don't, they're not even trying to do sound well for you. No. And none of us are listening. We're Nobody, cares. Nobody cares. Hey, Sharts, it's us, the Popcast. Get rid of openers. That's openers. the business No openers plan. needed. No openers needed. We don't need them. Yeah. We don't need them. Um, I also had uh, the, well, this is on me. Um, I lost because I thought in, in, uh, in, in summer, I always thought the lyric was, kissable dandelion fuzz and it's kids will blow dandelion fuzz bees the buzz kids will blow dandelion fuzz and i'll be doing whatever snow why does would you do have you been kissing dandelion like is because obviously you heard that and was like oh that makes sense people do kiss dandelions but you're getting know. rude with me this is a <laughs> song from a snowman who don't understand weather okay <laughs> That's that's not a weird thing for me to to assume that he was thinking about. You know, how do, do you know how to blow a dandelion? It feels like you might not. I I don't. <laughs> you I, may I, put your mouth on it, and you probably should. Tell your sex tape. Uh, I think. <laughs> I tried. Um, I, last one. Um, on Coronation Day, 
when uh, they're, you know, open up the gates for the first time, big deal. You get a whole song about it. Uh, did you notice the two big homie kings or dukes or whatever yes. where yes. they're like, mm, can't wait to see the princesses. I bet they're hot. <laughs> it's like, okay, pedo bros. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. I might not be as good as Nocturamus at predicting the future, but I do love taking my knowledge of the past and trying to figure out how it's going to affect the present and future. Whatever your vision is for this year, let pair eyewear bring things into focus for you. Do you get it? Don't stay stuck in the past with the same old glasses you've had since high school. That was literally me. Pair eyewear allows you to change up your look in a snap and with base frames starting at just $60, including your prescription. They're not just convenient, they're also super affordable. I'm always so excited to see what new frames pair has available, especially for my big head. I just checked their website and they have a new Y2K revival collection. The frames are so fun. Pair always does a great job of having a mix of loud, fun frames, and of course, more subtle looks to match anyone's personality. The Millennium Twill Plaid is both subtle and colorful and absolutely adorable. Their new Easter collection has a white pearlescent top frame and one called the Blush that is truly bringing you back memories of frilly dresses, white patent leather shoes, and celebrating Easter Sunday with Chuck and Jan in all the best ways. Their virtual try-on is a super convenient way to find the right fit for you. And with free standard shipping and a flexible 30-day return policy, you have nothing to lose. Visualize a fantastic new year with Pear Eyewear. Go to PearEyewear.com and use code POP for 15% off your first pair. And support the show by mentioning that the podcast sent you in their post-checkout survey. That's Pear, P-A-I-R, Eyewear.com, code POP. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. As spring draws near, time can feel like such a construct. Are we going to be springing forward or is it falling back? I'm always hoping it's falling back because who doesn't want an extra hour added to their day? But then the question becomes, time for what? If time was unlimited, 
How would you use it? Figuring out what's important to you is the first step in making it a priority, and therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. It might sound like a catch-22, but making therapy a consistent priority has been the catalyst in giving me so much of my time back. Not only has therapy helped me identify my priorities, but it's also given me the skills to enforce boundaries around my time. If, like me, you wish you had more time, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is entirely online and is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Even getting started is super simple. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and they'll do the work of matching you with a licensed therapist and you have the option to switch therapists at any time for no additional costs. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash podcastpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash podcastpod. Uh, low key MVP for you in this movie. Listen, hat tip to Olaf. I know that seems like a weird thing to be low key MVP, but like having watched this again, I was like, God, he gets the best lines. He does. He is such a well done character. When he says, I don't have a skull or bones, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like that sent me to the moon. I just love how like weirdly creepy he gets. I love that. Also, when Elsa is, when they first meet him and she's juggling Olaf and she's like, ew, ew, the body. <laughs> I don't know why that also sends me. But then my my main low-key MVP is Oaken, the mm. owner of the Wandering Oaken's trading post and sauna. First yeah. of all, I love that it's a trading post and sauna. That yeah. feels very Colorado. You know that you have those. You know that you have those everywhere. Um, but I also like that because I was like, who did this voice? Who did this voice? Listen, I looked it up. It's just a guy named Chris Williams. You know, the guy who directed Bolt, Big Hero 6, and Moana. Incredible. Isn't that funny that they're just going to the break room? At Disney and be like, can anyone do a voice of a Norwegian? Can That's anyone- how the the dude from Cheers with the mustache, Ratzenberger or whatever. Yeah. That's how he yeah. keeps showing up. He's like, I got voices. I can do that. I can do stuff. Yeah, don't worry about it. Let me. Can I push back on Oaken with you for a second? No. Was Oaken, <laughs> um, was he surge pricing Kristoff? Uh, yes, of course he was. He was, he was like, Why it's $10. We've had this, um, some would argue, natural disaster. Okay. Right. And I'm going to charge you four times what I should. Is he a good person is my question. Listen, did you try to buy uh, Lysol wipes in the pan- at the heart of the pandemic? People making bank. People making bank. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just sure. saying it's understdandable okay. in a capitalist society. I do okay. understand why people do it. So yeah. Oaken's the guy hoarding all it's the toilet demand. paper. It's a lot of demand. And we're good with it. We're Just because he says, yoo-hoo, yoo-hoo. See? Right, that's fine. Right now, I'm, I'm taking back. I love it. He's, <laughs> he's fantastic. Um, Loki MVP for me, I had, um, the staircase to the castle on the North mountain makes no sense, but I did need them to go ahead and like get there because they kept being like, oh man, it's like another 50 billion miles. And then when Olaf's just like, Ooh, it's exactly what we need. Thank you. Thank you. Movie. No one else wanted more mountain climbing. This was great. Um, I thought that was good. Um, the, the lyric in love is, uh, love is an open door. I think it's, no, it's not love. It's first time in forever. When she says, Why have a ballroom with no balls? Finally. Makes me laugh every time. 100%. Every time. That's so 100%. good. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but I think I will do um, uh, officially, Loki VP, the love at first sight subversion, right? Because, yes. And, and yes. we talked about this throughout our princess collection. Um, there, in the earlier days of the Disney movie renaissance with, with princesses, you see them fall into easy tropes. Um, as we get more modern, you see subversion of these tropes and in a way to kind of evolve the idea of what a princess can be in a, in a way that kind of matches the, uh, the cultural, I don't know, evolution and, in, in, in mores. Um, but I think even more 
um, to uh, be able to do that deftly is so uh, impressive. And I thought the way they set up, not just like we're going to subvert this, but actually we're going to turn it into the big twist. Um, I thought that was so clever and kind of like what you're talking about with Olaf. Olaf, um, you know, to have like an animal companion or whatever you want to argue Olaf is, um, they exist um, like in Entangled. Um, he's just like a, I don't know, weirdo like lizard. He doesn't do much, right? We don't need uh, him. But with Olaf, Olaf like changes the the temperature of the movie, pun intended. But he, like he adds like a, a comedic um, relief. He adds something to the conversation that plays in uh, to the end. And I just think the 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 elegant dovetailing of the subversion, but also like Olaf. This is like uh, some, a really well crafted movie. And I think for me, you can. It's almost like uh, Aaron and I were recently having a conversation about like romance novels, and we and, we, and she made the point about like. I never want to read a man written by anybody other than a woman from here on out because there is, and Aaron, I don't know where that was like, what you meant by that. Like, was it just that it felt like a a unique perspective and a, I don't know. I just, I feel like, I feel like the way that women understand how women want to be seen by men is exactly how I want to read how a man a man sees a woman. <laughs> yes, exactly. And I think you, that is how Christoph, you can almost sense that like yes. they wrote Christoph and Anna and Hans as like, this is the not way, but this is the way that you think yes. we want because we're eight. And to be fair, we're 18 and we've never seen a guy. So we're yeah. pretty horny. <laughs> and, but also like Christoph is that, that it's not quite enemies to lovers, but it's forced proximity a little bit. And it's a classic romantic trope like tropes that are very subversive that you don't truly, that you rarely see what you never see in Disney movies, but you rarely see in movies at all because it's always like, well, she just fell in love with them because there was a motorcycle. Well, (laughs) okay. Well, that's not the only reason. Like we're more complex than that. Like I, I do wish I, I I appreciate the character of Prince Hans so much. I I do. I don't think we like need a spinoff of him, but I'm kind of like Bridgerton season four. Let's throw Prince Hans in the mix. Oh. Doesn't make sense, <laughs> okay. probably. With, but like with Eloise, okay. Let's let I'm him cook. That. Let's see yeah. what he comes up with. You know, what's the recipe, yeah. bro? Yeah. Uh, Jamie, how many female friends do we think this non-princess has? I think what's important to establish here is which princess is this movie about to you? Oh, this it's it's really about Anna. It is. I agree with you. Yeah, it's about Anna, but Elsa sold all the merch. Yes, you know what I mean. And like literally, I saw a, a report that was like. Uh, from uh, it was like a MP, an, a, a vice president of marketing at a big retailer, and they said we sell two Elsas for every one Anna. Like yeah. it's just not even a competition, and we thought it would be more even than that. I think it's. I mean, I think it's because she has the banger song, you know. But I and think the hair. You just can't beat that hair. The hair's and good. And her dress. Her dress is so much better than Anna's dress. I th- yes, yes, you are correct. I think in a lot of ways, I like what the movie does with um. Uh, archetypes and you've got the ha- Prince Hans and the Elsa archetypes. Um, and I think the Anna and Kristoff archetypes are a more relatable person, more yeah. like identify with that person versus like I'm um, a royal brother or um, an ice goddess or whatever. Um, so I think that speaks to um, uh, some of the interest in her, but I do think fundamentally this is a movie about Anna, not Elsa. From beginning to end, it's really, it's always, we're always kind of centering her perspective and her, I mean, just generally minutes on screen. It's Anna, Anna, Anna. Yeah. But as true. far as friends go, I, here's my, here's, let me make a case. I think Anna collects a lot of people 
and has a lot of people that know her and, and has had encounters with, I'm not pending her traumatic childhood. I'm just saying like, as she as an adult, she would have an engaged, but I also think there's a part of her that's like, I'm not like other girls. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, and that, and you know, I, no, I don't, I'm not into that. And I think that for some people, some friends, she might feel a bit clingy because of needing to be needed. Okay. Nobody has ever needed to be needed like Anna needs uh. to be needed. And so I, for me, for me, I would say she has fewer friends than Elsa has. I completely disagree with you. Right. She has okay. no friends. She's not been allowed to have, friendship has been outlawed in Arendelle. Right, right. But I'm just saying like, now, do I think there are some class issues at play? Yes. Like, obviously it is ridiculous that like, why aren't you friends with anybody that works at this castle? Yeah. Like, what do you, what, okay, that's a great, that's a great point, Jamie. Let me ask this follow up. Does anybody work at this castle? Because it doesn't feel like they do because you How have you a thousand pl- salad plates if nobody works at this castle. I don't know. I, you have like, I don't know if those are contractors, but like you have things <laughs> happening where Anna and Elsa should have a handler. Being like, this right. is this is the Duke of Weaseltown. He's like kind of a big deal. Like you just need to talk to him. He's going one dance with you or something. Nobody, no adults, no adults in the room. There's a couple like Butler people with like reverse monk haircuts, but no one is there to be like, hey, um, I I'm the person that you've depended on because your sister's weirdly been a shut in in her room, and your parents thought that was a great idea. There's nothing like that. So you think we need like a Joe from Princess Diaries, like uh, Hector Elizondo? That's who we need. That would be great. We need like yeah. a Cardinal Richelieu. There's like, why is there no, no one stepped in to be like, I'm making the decisions because there's got to be a big boy in the room. You know, listen, if you're new to the podcast and if you ever wonder what's the difference of Knox and JB, it's that I referenced <laughs> Joe from Princess Diaries and you referenced actual Cardinal Richelieu. Listen, maybe both are fictional. Who knows? Only history knows for sure. <laughs> Only history knows you know what I mean? Her. But That's she right. has, a, she has zero friends. I think if she had the opportunity, she would have more friends. But she clearly yeah. has no friends. Do you think Elsa has friends? Because I think Elsa has all the friends. No, she all. barely has a sister. She barely yeah. has a sister. Listen, listen, she has a lot of girlfriends because that's how you make, uh, you, you, you have to have friends who are girls in order to have an actual girlfriend. And I think we should discuss it here. This is why I think it's important. <laughs> Look, you know, when this movie came out, a, a couple of conservative uh, radio talk show hosts came out and they said, this movie has a quote, pro-homosexual agenda. Yep. And I was like, okay, I want to hear. I'm going to hear them out. <laughs> Don't <laughs> do judge the take. Just enjoy the take. <laughs> That's you know? right. And this is what they said. This is, I'm not, this is a quote. Uh, the character of Elsa is born different from other people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but ultimately accepts who she is. Further, Elsa doesn't have any male suitors. And elsewhere in the film, there's a moment involving a male character, Oaken. Saying hi, family to a male adult and several children. That's his family. That they're two gay dads. Yeah, I kind of think we should start saying like uh, anyone but you has a heterosexual agenda. You know, <laughs> you should. I just yeah. don't understand that. Well, in that in the the commentary, they also said if I was the devil, I would have bought Disney in 1984. <laughs> that's what I would have done. And it's so interesting because I think, because their argument is like, that's how you indoctrinate the children. But I think it's so sad that like what you think is an agenda is really just like, again, like, well, maybe we can have her because she's not straight. Yeah. Technically. But it's like, 
Elsa can't just be a person. It's like we've created such a narrative that like to be in a movie, you have to have a love interest. And if you don't, it's like, well, if she doesn't have a man, I mean, it must be she doesn't like men. That's the only way we could possibly explain why she would not have a romantic love interest. I think that's the trap of these princess movies in the the Disney genre. And I think it's something they're trying to shake off. And I think they're able to. Like, I think this walks so Moana can run. And it's like, Moana's just doing her thing. Like, we don't don't have to get all worked up about her sexuality because she's just like trying to, why is the island mean? You know, and trying to get her heart right, back or right, whatever that right. about. Um, all right, Jamie, uh, is her, I'm going to say her, but it, we mean Anna. Is Anna's attraction to a love interest justified? Listen, she's got two choices, right? She's got Hans, who's hot and charming. Um, he will, though, eventually still cash out of your wallet. That's yeah. his vibe that he yeah. gives off. Um, and Kristoff is fully personality. Like, he's a tall guy. And look, I hate it. Like, short kings everywhere. You are amazing and valuable and fearfully and wonderfully made. But we love a tall guy. Like we love a tall guy. And so I you're hate getting it. that Kristoff is like markedly taller than Hans? Oh yeah. 100%. I never picked that up. I never I don't know. I, I think it's, maybe that. it's the broadness of it. Maybe it's Aaron, the will broadness. you look and see if there's a height, uh, a canonical height difference between the two? Because I'd love to know. And, that. and listen, sometimes height is spiritual. Um, hmm. it's emotional. Yeah. Uh, it's not always physical. Sure. Uh, but I think <laughs> in this case it actually is physical. Aaron, did you get an answer? Um, yes. Okay. So on facts.net. Oh, couldn't get the dot com. Well, yeah. okay. So uh, this isn't this is an attempt. This is none of this is official. Okay. Um, but it appears that Kristoff uh, is estimated. I'm sorry, Hans is estimated at five foot six, and Kristoff is holy crap. What? And Kristoff is five foot ten. I don't like either one of those. I don't. I don't. Re- no, that's I, not what. That's not what Aaron and I were talking I about. I reject that. I reject that. I don't like in it. Because that picture. Well, then how tall is uh, it's, Elsa? This is what this says, and I disagree with this. But it says Elsa is five four, and Anna would be five foot, and Olaf is four foot three. What are we talking about? I that is not with real. That. No, that's not real. I don't. Like but it. in the picture, I will say Kristoff is a lot taller than Han. He's also like. Thicker, thicker. There what, it is. What? What? <laughs> you know what I mean. You know, thicker. Like I need white. We need a sound like effect a, for like when y'all get uh, weirdly sexual, and we just need to play like, it. Like I, I need like Bozo the Clown. Like, <laughs> like y'all chill. <laughs> <laughs> so I I looked up um, average Norwegian height in the 1800s, uh, yeah. and I know it's like you know we have different kingdoms and principalities, uh, but the standard was five and a half feet. So that's, it's pretty dead on fact.net.blogspot.org. I think is actually right. The numbers are good. Okay. Okay. Still, sometimes it's just taller than the other ones around you. So yeah, we'll let him have it. The one-eyed man is king in the land of the blind, right? That kind of deal. That's right. That's what I was thinking. I agree with everything you're saying. The only question I have is, is, is it realistic for Kristoff to not be completely weird? Um, because I, he has no parents. His best friend is a weirdly old reindeer who yeah. reindeer only lived to 15 that spends clearly like on like the downslope, you know, of his life. Um, yeah. And his, his parental figures are rocks slash trolls. Um, right. And we think he's going to be like a well-adjusted guy who could get a princess. What if I told you he was a loner who had an internet uh, line and yeah. he could learn things? So was Ted Kaczynski. And- he was not charming royalty. If you want to make the case that Elsa is the princess, I think you could make a case for her love interest being solitude. And no expectations. Oh, uh, yes. You know? Uh, uh, 
the listen, her being like, what? This is great. Why are, why are y'all, why are y'all even here? Like even when her sister comes, she's like, oh, I need to protect the kingdom. I'm dangerous, but also like, I've got like, I only, I'm doing cooking for one now. Yeah. And so I don't have any extra food. For doesn't El- like, when Anna shows up, doesn't Elsa say, I'm busy. It's like, dude, what? <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? You got a call before you come. <laughs> I felt it. I felt it so hard when yeah, she built that ice palace and was like, I'm just going to live here now. Nobody, Is that no what visitors. You're doing? When you're building your house right now, you're building your ice palace. That's right. That's yeah. right. I've got a cold yeah. plunge tub. I've got a sauna. I've got my oaken. <laughs> I've got my ice palace. It's a whole deal. You're the ready only to go. The, like the nitpick I had was would Elsa, understanding what she wanted and desired, have built a big staircase to her kingdom? This feels like a moat situation, and you're definitely not getting across. All right, let's go. Uh, Jamie, can you, uh, this is like a special assignment. Can you pick any character in this movie and talk to us about their Enneagram? Okay, I'm going to pick Elsa because I think Elsa, there is a big uh, internet energy around telling you fictional characters uh, Enneagram number. And and you technically can't, just you cannot assign someone an Enneagram number. They have to assign it to themselves. And so, however. I'm hearing a lot of excuses right now. Exactly. I'm hearing a lot of excuses. Well, but see, I think Elsa gets And everywhere I look, she constantly gets identified as a one Mm. because of the word perfect that she uses in songs. Like I have to be perfect and I have to be, I'm going to throw off being perfect. I don't actually think she's a one. And here is why I think ones for the most part, their whole motivation is to make things better. The world. And that can be the world in their own house. It can be the world in their drives. It can be the world. It can be literally the whole world. It can be their improvement project, right and wrong. I think Moana won like hundred percent is like there's right and wrong and I have to do this and yeah. I have to make this better. Okay. But I think Elsa is a six and I'm going to make the case that sixes are loyal. It's actually think she's a six wing five. That's how specific I'm getting okay. because I do think she likes solitude. I do think she is not bothered by like, she didn't come out of that room uh, like looking with her hair, looking like Anna's hair. Cause she was just like, what? I've got it together. Like I'm ready to go. But I also think the reason of that is sixes really want security guidance and the support of those around them. And when her parents go to leave, she's like, you're coming back, right? That's a six energy. She makes a lot of decisions out of fear. That's a six energy. Ones make decisions out of anger. Yes, you do. Don't get mad at me and do not at me. You do. And so sixes make decisions out of fear and they put a lot of pressure on them to, they put a lot of pressure on themselves to fix things, which can often lead to anxiety. Um, And you know who uh, comes back from the dead? In the sequel, Enneagram Six. Sixes mm. are who come back from the dead because they've done a multi-case, uh, worst case scenario. They plan for like, this. Well, if I do die, this is how I'll come back. <laughs> like I think Walt Disney was a six, so that's why I think it it fits perfectly that she is a six. So, are you saying all ghosts are six? Oh, one hundred percent. What? Yeah. Jacob Marley does not strike me as a six, but I do. I can't actually do feel it now. Cause he's like, I'm warning you. I'm like trying to help you. You know, here's like, here's how you got to fix your life and everything. That's why, that's why, uh, uh, Casper was hot both as a ghost and as a boy. Yeah. Uh, you want to keep that last part or you just want to like hot I as a boy? Stand, I stand by it. That hot as a boy. <laughs> but when I was a girl. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good qualifier. Let's keep that in. I want to edit that out. Uh, I love that. I think that's great. I'm so, uh, uh let's see what hottest take about the movie. I have three that I feel really convinced in. You tell me like which one makes the most sense to you. Okay. Okay. All right. Number one, Sven is actually the hero of frozen because he's not a look at me guy. Okay. Doesn't need a song. 
right? Um, he does the work, only requires carrots, right? He doesn't need a fortress of eye solitude. He doesn't need a new boyfriend or girlfriend. He doesn't need like trading rights with Weaseltown. He just carries the sled. Um, he realizes that Kristoff, like at the end, when Kristoff's like, well, handed her off, hope it all works out. He starts like reindeer barking at him. And he's like, bro, bro, bro. And so Kristoff's like, I guess I do need to go back. So he's got intuition. Um, he's willing to sacrifice himself to get Kristoff to Anna uh, at the end. Um, and I think he's, honestly, you could make the case to me, no one really changes in this movie that much. Like, obviously Elsa does because she comes back, thaws the city, and is like, my ice is nice now. You know, it's not like a, a catastrophe. Um, I don't know that that showcases a lot of change necessarily, but Sven has the whole arc. He starts wanting to eat Olaf's nose. He ends. He's tem- he's tempted. He sucks that thing down. He's got it. And then he spits it back out. And he's like, no, I'm a good reindeer. We're friends now. Here's your nose back. Yeah. No, I like Sven as the hero because you know what Sven gives me? He gives me Chewbacca energy. I love it. You're exactly right. And Chewbacca is also the hero. Of Star I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. You put an animal in a movie. And you have a, a lead human talk to that animal in English and the animal make noises back and the human interpret those animal noises yes. undefeated, all in. It doesn't it's make sense, best. but I love it. It's so good. But I love it. Um, okay. Uh, the n- uh, Next hot take. Elsa hates Anna. Okay. Oh, yeah. And again, <laughs> all we have to do is use what's in the text of the movie. That's all we can go off of. Right. Okay. We make our own assumptions. At the beginning, what gets us into this trouble um, Anna wants to play. Elsa's sleeping. Doesn't really want to play, but she does because she's a good big sister. Anna starts playing a little too much. Elsa can't keep up with her. If you look at the trajectory of her ice powers, they're always going down to the floor. The last one, it's a headshot. It's a dodgeball headshot. Okay. She didn't slip. She was just shooting from, you know, like lower on the ground. She headshot her on purpose. She just got she a little tell upset. her to slow down and she didn't. I know. And so- you know what's going to stop her? A headshot to the face. Ice powers. She didn't know it was going to be in the brain. Do you think? Do you think Elsa thought in the moment, like, "Oh, you're the spare. I can take you out." This yeah, is fine. you don't yeah. really matter. And I'd really get, like. I'd love to get some sleep later in the ice palace of solitude. Blast her with an ice grenade. You yeah. know, she's like, "Sorry, went through your heart, but like, that's just kind of what I do now." Um, and then she creates a ice monster to get rid of her and her new guy. Yes. Um, now I'm going to remind you when the assassins come to kill her with crossbows. Do you know what she does? She keeps like throw an ice at the ground be like, you better stop it. Don't do it. Don't. She won't like try to kill them, but she's yeah, she willing to have a monster shields. eat yeah. Anna. You know? Listen, you've made strong cases. I do think the hottest of the hot takes is that Elsa hates her sister, Anna. Yeah. Okay. No, I think yeah. you're right. I think, I, I think you're right. And I like that. I, I prefer that. Uh, Jamie, did you have any reaches or problems with this movie? I do have some problems with that. The fact that you're going to get married, um, which might've been a childhood dream. Cause you have just sung a song where yeah. you've said, I would hope to find love. And then you suggest that at that reception, you're going to serve soup, roast and ice cream. That's embarrassing. Roast and ice <laughs> cream, I can get around. Soup, I can't. I can't get around. No, that. no. And then also, I do love, like, I don't love the title of this movie. Frozen scenes, uh, it's like Tangled. It's like, are these just states of being? I don't understand what's happening. Sure. I just don't like the vagueness of it. I want it to be, I, this should have been Anna and Elsa. Like, it That's the title? title? Anna and Elsa? Yeah. No? I'm just saying, you brought a problem. I don't know that you brought a solution. That's my note. <laughs> 
but here's why. To me, this was the now I I do have a conspiracy theory that this was they named it Frozen because it's the Taylor Swift went to the Jets games theory of SEO confusion. Like if hey, if you search for Taylor and Jets, no longer it would be that she is a climate uh, villain. And okay. it's constantly private jetting to everywhere every day, literally in the country. And then I like the idea that they're like, hey, so Walt Disney is frozen under Pirates of the Caribbean, mm. but we need it to not be the thing that people find when they search for Walt Disney frozen anymore. And now it's not. You don't ever find that. Now, to be fair, he was cremated and interred in a in a cemetery. So he's not. And he's not. under. I do Pirates like the conspiracy Caribbean. theory on top of another conspiracy theory. You know, I know I do. I do like that. But I exactly. like I do think Disney was like so tired of like, hey, we cannot keep talking about this yeah. forever. So we just need to solve this with a movie. And they're like, first and idea, well, let's call this cryogenics. And they're like, S2 on the nose. <laughs> let's go frozen. It's better. Okay. What about you? Any biggest reaches? Any problems with the movie? Uh, you cast Jonathan Groff and you let him sing a little, little ditty where half yeah. of it is in a reindeer voice. What? Listen, the, the, the biggest fail, because I kind of wish Jonathan Groff had been Hans. I agree. Because they, he would have gotten a better song. It's a, it's a little tough. Um, I, I don't understand. You're gonna have a, a portrait of Joan of Arc in your, in your castle. But when your daughter's a little different, you're like, stay in your room forever. I don't want to see you anymore. <laughs> so I don't think you can have the feminism both ways. You know what I mean? Um, why didn't Prince Hans' brothers or parents come to the coronation? They sent number thirteen. I think Arendelle's kind of a big deal, but like number thirteen gets to go here. That was weird. Um, yeah. you kind of hit it. But if you're a parent, and if your advice for anything ever is conceal it, don't feel it. You're doing a bad parent. That's not, no. Uh, so, sorry, boomers. You're doing a bad job. Yeah. I, I just. <laughs> we were talking about, uh, recently at a lunch, we were talking about, how, why is it that when the Challenger exploded, while all of us watched it in school, yeah. watched a teacher die in front of us, right. and then they were like, okay, back to your classrooms. Open and your no social one... studies textbooks, too. <laughs> and, and I got home and I asked my mom and dad, I was like, what happened? And they were like, Something went wrong and that was it. And we never spoke of it again because we weren't allowed to ask hard questions about like death. (laughs) I was like, well, we hope they went to heaven. (laughs) That was it. Like incredible. Let's go ahead and hit our sponsor. Better help. Better help is one of. (laughs) Um, so at the end, should Arendelle have have, uh, declared war on Weaseltown because they legit tried to assassinate the queen and it feels like, you know, Uh, war's been waged for less. Yes. A hundred percent. I think that, Elsa should have frozen Hans and left him in the town square as a reminder to uh, F around and find out. That's what I feel like should have happened. Okay. As her publicist, I would probably be like, hey, you're kind of on thin ice, pun intended, with the people in terms of like your behavior. Um, Maybe we pull back and we do ice skating, you know, on the weekends. Yeah, that was a good good PR move. Um, I just, I think if that happens, shouldn't Rapunzel and Flynn have taken over the kingdom instead of number 13 from uh, the Southern Isles? Well, it was because Anna had said he's in charge. Yeah, but like that's family. Rapunzel and Flynn are family. And they've got their own kingdom. Yeah, I know, but no one can leave now because it's frozen. That's the name of the movie, you know? So it actually makes a lot of sense. How can you not leave when it's frozen? You think they're airplaning out of their dog? Like, you can't sell. The sea is frozen. Nobody can fly? What year is this? This is 1843. I I looked it up. (sighs) I don't know when planes started. So that seems too early. You know, do you know uh, from uh, us getting planes in the air to go in the moon with 60 years? That feels like a a not long enough uh, amount of time. That doesn't feel like enough research. I'm impressed. Or maybe we spent too much money on that, and that's why we all have ADHD now. Another one. Did the troll woman kidnap Sven and Kristoff? Because it feels like she did. Yeah, it does. When Anna gets in the kingdom, no one's like, you should get in the hot tub or the sauna. 
or like a warm blanket. They're just like be in a room with a fire. I don't understand why no one has hand warmers. Like I don't understand. I I don't understand why no one goes up the 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 mountain with a torch. Like no one's like you. We should should take fire to ice. Like fire, guys. It's right there. Uh yeah, and that was pretty much it. I had some questions about Olaf. You know, where's he at while Anna's uh, Anna's dying? Um, but like we just he comes and save the day at the end. I forgot about what happens to him in Frozen Two. It makes me very sad. Oh, I don't remember honestly. Maybe we'll do that. Right? Doesn't he die? Does he? I don't know. What does Frozen? Does Olaf die? Aaron, we look that up. Will you check? Aaron, we look that up. And how tall is Olaf? Is he a short king or is he like four three? She told us earlier he's four three. I never Uh, heard that. I'm so sorry. Okay, when Elsa became frozen after learning the truth at. Atohalan, the magic that animated Olaf dissipated, causing him to die in Anna's arms and fade away, eventually becoming a lifeless pile of snow. Yeah, thank you. I knew he died. Whoa. He's definitely coming back, though. He's got to. Yeah. Spirit Ghost Olaf is definitely coming back. I mean, if she can create one, she can create another. Oh, Come my on. gosh. Olaf is 5'4". Olaf is almost as tall as, as Elsa. No. Uh, that's ridiculous. That doesn't Aaron, make any sense. Your Google is messed up. I are, know. You on be- are you on Bing? No. What are you doing? <laughs> No. That actually makes sense. No one makes a small snowman. No one builds a small snowman. I know there were kids, but like you, you build a big old snowman. You yeah, know? if you have access to all that snow, you're going to make a, a huge one. Um. Okay, Jamie, recast one role and why? Okay, so famously, Kristen Bell was almost cast as Rapunzel in Tangled, mm. and she lost out to Mandy Moore. I would like to swap them. Oh, I think Kristen Bell would make a better Rapunzel, and Mandy Moore would make a better Anna. I disagree because I think there is a um, wistfulness with Manny Moore that is good for Rapunzel. And there's yeah. a little bit of a comedic edge with Anna. Um, like when she delivers the gassy line, I don't feel like Manny Moore can deliver I'm gassy somewhere in that. In that nah, zone. That's fair. That's a good point. I mean, I think everybody was really well cast. So, uh, well, I mentioned Hans. Oh, no. He sucks. So we got to fix that. <laughs> no, I don't agree with that. I want to go uh, old Patty Warburton. Let's bring Kronk's voice into the mix. Well, you got me. By all accounts, it doesn't make sense. You are going <laughs> to bring an 80-year-old man. Not 80. Not 80 here. at that point. And then I want to go Pee Wee Herman as leader of the trolls. I always want to see if I can get Pee Wee Herman there. Um, and I feel like I, we don't need another like d- deeply, richly resonant voice from an authority figure. Let's get a squeaky voice in there. You know, um, Jamie, do you have any fun facts for this movie? I just have a couple. Uh, after... Uh, after Let It Go, which is obviously the most famous song, it is Do You Want to Build a Snowman? And that song was scrapped until three months out. They added it back in. What? Like, they they were going to cut it completely because they were like, this movie's so long at an hour 50. Like, we got to get this tighter. So they almost cut. So it was cut. And then they added it back at the last minute. I can't believe. That's such a great song because it's a beautiful passage of time. Like, yeah. I don't understand. And then... Uh, Olaf also was cut from the film, had already been finished, and a staff animator wrote a three-page script treatment to prove he was needed as a character. And they were like, okay. I just love the energy at Disney of like, oh, did you write a a PDF? Yeah. Okay, let's hear it. Arguably the the two most important parts of this movie. 100%. 100%. We're yeah. almost cut. Meanwhile, the trolls never threatened and they make no sense. Yeah. And listen, originally, uh, Elsa was a villain. She was a villain from the beginning because technically right. in the Snow Queen, she is a villain. That's right. For, and so they were going to have her as a villain, but then they were like, ah, uh, sisters. And I was like, yeah, a lot of sisters understand villainy. Like sure. They do. Like, not all sisters are like, sisters, sister. Like, some sisters are like, I will cut you. Sisters right by 
chance, friends by choice. I don't remember how the saying goes, but yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a choice, you know? Yeah, that's right. That's right. So those are uh, some fun facts. I had, uh, you mentioned um, that Hans Christian Andersen did the um, uh, the Snow Queen. Um, I like to bring this up. We talked about this before, but Elsa is based on Jenny Lynn, the Swedish Nightingale. Uh, and because uh, Hans Christian Andersen met her on tour, they became really good friends. But then they had that moment where he was like, I think I want to be more. And she was like, I don't want that. So he got really upset about that and wrote the Snow Queen about her as a way to cope with it. Oh uh, and gosh. you said, I think she's kind of the villain in the story. She definitely the villain in that story she's definitely the because villain. it ends by her abandoning all the cool main characters, which I, he's not at all working through that in that summary. Uh, le- we had some BFOTS questions um, that we asked uh, that we want to uh, go through really quick. Um, uh, Brittany Sanchez says, can we please discuss the Tarzan theory? Like is the timeline accurate that Tarzan could be their brother? I've always loved the interconnections of Disney films and would kind of love that to be true. I do love the Tarzan theory. So the theory is that Anna and Elsa's parents, when they left on a ship to go to uh, Flynn and Rapunzel's wedding, or Eugene and Rapunzel's wedding, that they were shipwrecked off the coast of Africa, and they eventually gave birth to a little boy we know as Tarzan. And this got attention in a Reddit AMA, and Ask Me Anything, with Jennifer Lee, the director and the screenwriter. And she, uh, somebody asked, where were the king and queen planning to go when they lost their lives out at sea? And she said, well, according to Chris, they did not die on the boat. They got washed up on a shore in a jungle island. And the queen gave birth to a baby boy. They built a treehouse. And then they get eaten by a leopard. I like that they died twice. But also Chris uh, Buck, he who co-directed this with her um, as her male companion, <laughs> he also directed Tarzan. So he confirmed the theory. He was like, yes, this is 100% correct. And the theory mixes with that the parent ship saying obviously on the way to the wedding and then Ariel from the little mermaid winds up searching for treasure on that very same ship. I love all the, 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 the connective tissue I like that. Uh, between the movies. Uh, this is from Marlo, which is spelled like my daughter. I, I can't confirm it's not her, um, but uh, someone similarly named. Uh, they say, what are the religious and philosophical implications of Elsa's ability to create life? Does Olaf have a soul? Aaron, I'm interested in your thoughts on uh, uh, religious implications with Olaf, but I, you know, it, because Olaf is clearly a manifestation of something, right? And I think it, um, because they talk about Olaf, you know, when she's a kid, you know, he, uh, like she makes a snowman who likes warm hugs. Olaf is the name of like a grandfather, I think. I don't know if it's paternal grandfather or maternal, but there was a King Olaf like uh, uh, further back in their line. It, to me, it feels like uh, Olaf is a manifestation of like familial love, like her connection with her sister, you know? Um, so I think as much as it feels like he does have autonomy, and he does have like wants and desires uh, and aspirations. It does feel like it's um, uh, maybe a lost proof of proof of simulation theory, you know, because he is like right. a simulated kind of uh, being or entity. Well, and to be fair, I think Marlo was asking a question about do all dogs go to heaven? They do not. They do. They not. do. Um, they do actually. No support of that. Hundred percent. They do. There's no biblical support of that. I've seen no. the Instagram reels where when you get to heaven, your dogs run out and see you, and so that's can't confirm. Except for a bear. Bear's not going to heaven. I I would love to see an AI uh, creation of Aaron and Ben running to see Bear in heaven and Bear just being like, nah, <laughs> I'm good. Middle, middle paw nub up. And Bear's like, oh no, I'm in the bad place. <laughs> I know. But, you know, if it's, a, okay, let's say that Olaf is a manifestation of familial love. What is Marshmallow? Uh, familial tension. 
That's real um, dog. That's, that's Thanksgiving that's vibes. Yeah, you know? that's fair. That's good. You know what's interesting about this is that there's a Saint Olaf, and it's he's like the patron saint of Norway. How dare you act like we haven't watched Golden Girls? Okay, okay. relax. <laughs> I mean, there's like a saint. No, that's what it's town. named after. I know, no, but it's named after him. I understand. I'm saying, but there's a Saint Olaf, and he's the patron saint of, of Norway, and his whole deal is like the unification. Like his whole deal is. Uh, he's bringing people together. Like he, he unified Norway into one place. And so I wonder if there's like a unification, a nod to unification and bringing people together. That that. definitely makes sense. I did not know that. That's uh, that's interesting. All right. Next question. This is from Carrie Jowers. Uh, They say, I don't get the trolls. Look, I have a lot of problems with the trolls. Cause I also, I get that we need that they're a narrative device because there always seems to be um, the advice portion of a Disney film right? of like, Hey, we don't know how to get out of this. And then eventually we have to find advice. And unfortunately this one taps into the worst part of this trope is because often that advice is from a person of color. And it is clear that one of those rocks is a person of color because it's voiced by a person of color. And sure. it's like, this is the way, like, cause I do like in, the, <laughs> I do like in person too. They're like, Oh, did we not, do we not have any people of color? Oh, our bad. Here's Sterling K Brown. Right. Like that it makes no sense. And his character could not be more one note. We will just drop him in here. Don't you worry about it. So I don't like the trolls because they do feel very magical advice givers. Mm. And I don't like that trope as a rule, particularly when it gets so attached to people of color, helping white people find their way to success. Yeah. It's it's the bagger Vance rule of like, you can't have a magical black person helping, helping a white person play golf better or pick a ball better. You know, (laughs) it's just not, there's better ways to do it guys. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, last question. This is from Chris Nersthimer. Nailed it. Uh, if frozen came out in the nineties, who would replace Kristen Bell and Adina Menzel? Okay. I have two. I have early nineties, late nineties, early nineties. It's, uh, Whitney is Whitney is Anna and Celine is Elsa. Oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. Late nineties. This is a classic Britney Christ- Christina Aguilera. So Christina Aguilera is Elsa. Yeah. Yes. Okay. For sure. That yeah. Because is... Britney feels like oh, I'm in a sauna. What happened? Oh <laughs> lord. Bless I do heart. like the idea of um, Kevin Federline being Kristoff. You know. Oh no. That is a wrinkle. We, who is the guy that she was married to for fifty seven? Is it Jason Alexander? And Jason I hate myself Alexander. for knowing that. Honestly. I know. That's, Not the Seinfeld was... guy. Um, okay, that is going to do it for our conversation on Frozen. Now, guys, don't forget, we have the Princess Collection. It's our five-episode series where we deep dive five of the most iconic Disney princesses, including Jasmine, Belle, Tiana, Moana, and Rapunzel. We have the best conversations. Also, we have that new cinema side piece that comes out Friday on The Princess Bride. What a fun rewatch that was. Spoiler We loved it. We loved it. And then if you subscribe to Note for the Audio, our free weekly newsletter, you can camp out with our new issue that addresses the question, what does my favorite Disney princess say about me? Again, head to noxajamie.com slash annual for all the signups. And as always, if you have thoughts and opinions on our thoughts and opinions, please let us know at noxandjamie.com slash five four. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? 
go stream something new on Hulu. All right, Jamie, you want to do some lights? <gasps> Let's do some lights. All right, what is your red light this week? Okay, my red light this week is me. Look, me just trying to be an independent woman in the world. Uh, I have a little house. I'm trying to survive this winter with these sub-freezing temps for over a week. Chuck, my father, was like, make sure your faucets are dripping. My brother, who's a meteorologist, he had prepped me. He was like, wrap the plants, wrap the spigots, you know, keep the heat higher, wear a coat, <laughs> like all the things you're supposed to know and do. And I did all of those things. However, I uh, still got a burst pipe oh. on uh, like the last day of the freezing temps. I had a copper pipe. Guys, buy a house in Freaking copper pipes, ma'am. It's freaking copper pipes. And so um, even though I had had all the things, I did all the things right. I did not do that right. And I realized that my house, listen, this is a 1700 square foot house. It has three spigots. That's too many spigots, but it has a third spigot and I didn't put a winter coat on it. And it, and it blew, it blew. But the best part was my, I, I didn't know that this was happening. Neighbor bangs on the door and it's like, Hey, I can hear running water out of that end of the house. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. And like, I'm frantic. And she goes, don't worry. Casey's on his way with the key. And y'all listen, it was neighbor after neighbor after neighbor showing up and like trying to turn off the water at the main, a, yeah. a minivan pulls up and goes, what can I do? What's happening? <laughs> and it was just like sweet, sweet neighbors who helped me save you know, my house, but I, it was like the sweet moment of like, I didn't ask, I didn't call any of them. I didn't ask any of them. And there were eight of them in my yard on a Sunday afternoon, helping me solve this problem. And it was really, really precious. And so red light to me for trying to always, because I think sometimes we're, we can, for those of us who are really independent, maybe we're not uh, prone to ask for help in a grand threes. And Sometimes I know it's not it's not personal. It is. You just it's a drive by. I know, but I just think there is something to be said for knowing your neighbors if you don't know them. Because listen, to be fair, there were some neighbors that were like, I don't care. And listen, I even said at one point, how many husbands I need. And my neighbor Caroline was like, "Uh, my husband's on the couch. I'm the one that's here because I'm the one that knows how to use a tool. And so, listen, I just think there's such a testament to not only have good neighbors that you're connected to. Because sometimes I can get. I can be like, no new friends. And then, but also be the kind of neighbor that shows up for people, particularly people, these all, these neighbors have known each other for years and I kind of come in and they just embraced me and like took me in like the poor frail homeowner that I am. And I'm so grateful. So, okay. Um, what's your red light? My, well, now I'm stuck on this idea. Like, should we reach out to Caesar Milan on behalf of Aaron and like, be like, we need to take, like, we could get footage of that too, you know? Like of of Caesar Milan trying to cure bear and ear problems. Just get bad, like get dogs that are like bad. Like you have a dog that you don't like. Who? Is it just sometimes you me. Can, you yeah. Those they listen. Stop. Don't you can't. Oh, the dog knows. <laughs> no, oh, I did man. Emma. I had Emma uh, when I was a, a like a twenty year old bachelor, uh, and she sucked. Man, she was insane. I just think I just think he doesn't. I I just think he doesn't like life are you saying bear wants to take his own life no, no i just i just don't think he's well suited for life see in, in most situations <laughs> the dog is too wild for domesticity it yeah. feels like bear doesn't want what you're selling 
he doesn't, doesn't want to be a part. He doesn't, he doesn't want to be inside. He doesn't want to be outside. He doesn't yeah. want to be with us. He doesn't want to be away from us. He is. He doesn't want to eat. He doesn't want to not eat. Right. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to roam. He doesn't want to be in the yard. He just. He de- He doesn't want any of this. You yeah. know, like he's just not into it. I don't think he wants to be a dog. I just. I really want to do like a pet psychic series. I. You know, I've actually had that thought because he will look at you like he'll be outside and we'll be in the kitchen or something and he'll just like sit at the door and he'll look at you like he's like you gotta understand that I'm not in my right form like (laughs) it's like I'm a dermatologist yeah it's like it really is in another country and it's kind of like I'm kind of like I don't I I get it and I hear you and I see you but I don't know how to help you I just feel like there's a content opportunity here that we're (laughs) overlooking and I just want to stall think about that can you imagine if Bear is like a Nobel Prize winner from like a hundred years ago and it's just like I cannot believe I'm stuck in this house. And I go, I get it, man. But like, what am I supposed to do where, to help Where you? the yeah. dad cold plunges every day <laughs> in 10 degree temps. Yeah, I don't know. And I'm like, I get, I, I understand your plight. But yeah. what, 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 where yeah. are we, what adventure are we going on to solve this? Oh, see, that's great. I, I'm just hearing opportunity. It does, you know, <laughs> not to go back to our princess collection, but we do like suss out like, so why is the beast punished? Because he just didn't want a flower. And like now he's ruined for right. 20 years. Has that happened to Bear? You know, right. is he cursed by a witch? Uh, right. I don't, know. I don't know. Okay. But, and also, I can't help him. Yeah. I mean, you, uh, until you are given that information. You got to find that rose, you know? girl. And you got to find that busy, rose. And Ben's too busy cold plunging. <laughs> yeah. So he's not going to help him either. It's important. It's like caffeine for your body, but healthy. It's good. <laughs> you know? I love that men have found a new fixation I know. besides just grilling meat. Look, when I, when I pulled the trigger on the sauna and the cold plunge, I was like, you idiot. You stupid idiot. It's like, I have so few things that I like anymore. It's going to activate the brown fat around your organs. Probably not, but it just feels like productivity. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, I don't even know what we're talking about. Uh, Red red light. light. Yeah, red light. Uh, Okay, this is, I just need y'all's help. Uh, Football experts, you know, I'm trying to like game plan (laughs) my bets this weekend, right? Yeah, yeah, I feel like there's a good crossover here. I'll bring the football. You guys will be like the um, uh, the uh, the orchestration of pop cultural intersection with Super Bowl okay. because yeah. this week is the AFC Championships. Raven uh, Championship. Baltimore Ravens are hosting Kansas City Chiefs. Um, the Ravens are better. They are just better. They're healthier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the year for them. Lamar Jackson's going to win MVP, playing at a super high level. Everything says the Ravens should win. Yeah. The Rave. Uh, the the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes and Taylor Swift. And trust Kelsey. <laughs> I don't know what to do because the the league, the world, society and culture probably want the Chiefs. Right. But there's no world in which they should beat the Ravens at home. Right. I've already bet $100 on the Ravens. I can't. No, I don't know that I can Ravens. stop myself. Listen, Ra- is, Raven, uh, is Raven a negative term? Because Chiefs is, and so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna root for them. Okay, I've I not question. I've not gotten Raven Simone's uh, point of view on the Ravens, right, okay, but I feel okay. like it's okay. Is there a world in the in, a, in the NFL circles? Is there a world where this is rigged? Look, well, a lot I, of people. I, if if you if you Google look up like NFL script, there's a uh-huh. burgeoning conspiracy theory that there is a script like to how the season go. If you look up the Super Bowl logo. Um, the last few years, it's matched uh-huh. the color of the teams participating. And oh. this year, it's purple and red. And the favorites to get there are the Niners, uh, 49ers, and the Ravens. Oh. Um, yeah, because so, how did that guy miss that kick? Crazy wind conditions, you know? Oh, okay. But also, I mean, to your point, Jamie, uh, the most famous missed kick in Buffalo history was wide right in the Super Bowl against the Cowboys, I think, in 92. So 
Uh, I don't know. Is that a callback? No, I I think you're putting your money in the right place. Because listen, I think if Swifties were honest, they do not want their beloved to have to fly from Tokyo, like do a show in Tokyo, then time travel back a day and then have to get to the Super Bowl. You do not want her to. And then for her to have to then fly back to New Zealand. Because if they make it, she has to be there. She has to be a super. She does. I, I listen. Do I think this is the end of their PR contract? Perhaps. Stop. And so I do think she will be at the Super Bowl if he makes it to the Super Bowl. It's a good point. Maybe it was a condition of Taylor Swift agreeing to this. She's like, "Look, I'm not a veil for the Super Bowl." Just so you know, so they don't get there, right? And Roger Goodell's like, "Yeah." I know, but like, I do think if he makes it to the Super Bowl, people gonna be because the PR. I think for Tree Pain, the PR of her not being there far outweighs her physical health. I don't know that I can. Like, they're going to be I, like, hey, take some more cocaine and get on that plane. Oh, allegedly. I'm going to, if, if they make it to the Super Bowl and I have to sit through two weeks of Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey stuff, I'm going to be like bear at Aaron's house. I'm just going to be like, <laughs> I don't want to be here. I, I'm not built for this. <laughs> I was a real sports fan before any of this. Yeah. Happened. Yeah. This is wrong. Uh, okay. <laughs> thank you for helping me uh, make the decision. Uh, Jamie, do you, what's your green light this week? Okay, my green light this week is the new season of True Detective colon Night Country. Now, listen, I normally wouldn't green light a show this early into the season, although it's a third done. There's only six episodes. Is that I right? Think. I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, there's only six episodes, which could let's make six episodes the norm. Thank okay? you. Yes. A limited series. I don't need 10 episodes because you, uh, you, you, you just blew them up with three episodes we didn't need. So I like six, eight tops, no more than eight. But six episodes, the fourth season, it's the first one with a little fun uh, bonus subtitle, colon Night Country. Um, it is uh, being directed showrunner Issa Lopez, who is the first to do this season. Uh, it's set in the fictional town of Ennis, Alaska. It follows the investigation behind the disappearance of eight men from a research station. It stars Jodie Foster, who is throwing a million miles an hour in this role. And then newcomer, newcomer actor, uh, Kaylee Reese, also doing amazing work. And they are playing detectives trying to solve this case it's creepy it's frosty it's a gorgeous show like it's visually stunning and creepy and dark but it also does a lot of like we're going to show you we're not going to tell you and i loved it i think it balances human horror with maybe supernatural horror Mm. pretty well um and it's a wild cast of characters listen hardened lady cops are catnip for me mayor of east town I just love them. They're so great. And uh, so if you liked Mayor of Easttown, I think you'll like this. Now, I did see, uh, we did a a pilot program. We covered, Knox and I covered the first episode for uh, Best Friends of the Show last Friday. But I will say, somebody asked her, like, if I'm scared, if I get scared at CSI, will this scare me? Uh, Yeah, Uh, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, you can watch the first four minutes. I'm not making that up. You can watch the first four minutes of the first episode and you will know immediately can I handle this? And if you can't, you should bounce. You should bounce. But if you're like drawn in, like to me, I was like, oh, I'm in. Ferris Bueller? What's he doing here? Yeah. I love this. And Nothing so good. It, and a second episode, I was worried that because some, sometimes True Detective can get lost in the um, gazing out the window. Um, a lot of shows can get lost in that of like, man, what are they thinking? It's just, let's hold, hold, hold. But listen, that second episode, it info dumped fast. We mm. learned a lot. We met a lot of new people. It was great. I loved it. So I highly recommend it. Um, my green, I've got two green lights. Uh, first, I'll go, I'll go quick the, as a dad light. Uh, and it's Percy Jackson on Disney+. Plus. 
Um, uh, we uh, watched it uh, over the last two weekends, uh, and it's not it's not quite done yet. Um, but uh, it's essentially, uh, you know, it's based off the book se- uh, series. I think we talked about it in one of our SMKs. Uh, uh, previously, but um, it is, uh, I think TV is a better fit for Percy Jackson than movies. I think they wanted to turn it into Harry Potter. Um, and there's definitely Harry Potter vibes. You definitely feel that. I appreciate the Greek mythology uh, connotations. And I think what, where Percy Jackson really hits it out of the park is they use their celebrity uh, big actor cameos really smartly. You've got a Jason Manzukas. You've got, um, uh, what's her name? Ron Swanson's wife. You've got Lynn Manuel shows up. Thank you. Um, but it's it's really well done. Kids love it. I think it's a way to kind of teach a little bit, but also show some uh, really good storytelling. So um, I highly recommend uh, checking out with your kids. Uh, the proper green light this week is a documentary on Netflix, uh, which you mentioned uh, uh, liking short runs of TV, and you mentioned liking Lady Cups. Uh, Lady Cops. I got both for you, Jamie. I got both oh, for you in American Nightmare. Let's go on Netflix. Uh, I've heard this, good things. This is incredible. Um, so uh, American Nightmare. Uh, essentially is a three episode documentary um, about the case of Denise Huskins, who in 2015 was uh, kidnapped and drugged uh, and some other not great things uh, held hostage uh, among them. Uh, And her boyfriend, Aaron Quinn uh, was with her when it happened. They tell a fantastical story of what happened to them. Um, Some would say unbelievable, uh, but as we go, we learn that actually might be more believable than we think. Um, There's a villainous character named Matt mustard, which when I hear when I hear there's a, a a chud meathead jabroni named Detective Matt Mustard, I was like, hold on my calls, cancel all my appointments. I have to be here for the duration. Um, it's look, it's not like a fun time. You know, it's a true story. Some terrible things happen to someone, so that sucks. Uh, but it is really interesting, entertaining. I didn't know about this story. Evidently, I think Criminal did a series or a couple episodes on this uh, case, but I think it is a. Time and time again, um, it, sometimes we need a reminder that institutions and authorities don't always have our best interests uh, at heart and aren't always doing the best job. So you got to um, stand up for yourself. You got to take care of yourself um, unless you're surrounded by really cool neighbors like Jamie was, and then you can rely on them. <laughs> but don't just assume right. that a meathead named Matt Mustard has your best interests at heart, because, especially when he says, right. I got to figure out how to make you the monster in this. Um, that's not a good thing that you want when you're the boyfriend who's completely innocent. Um, but I uh, highly recommend checking this out. It's so okay. Such I can't a wait good, to watch it. Yeah, such a good little trilogy of episodes. Um, all right, that is going to do for this episode of the podcast. And before we go, remember anytime you need shopping on Amazon, make sure you go to amazon.com slash shop slash the podcast first. So you purchase our affiliate link. If every item purchased using that link this week was Jamie, this is artificial grass for dogs. Aaron, oh, Aaron, maybe Bear would like some real fake, fake grass. I don't think you will. Okay, so this has. 1800 global ratings 4.4 stars people love this it's meant for like dogs to have grass maybe to poop i don't know what this is for i don't understand pet care but i did read one star review from linwood who said it smells so bad the skunks won't approach it well why are you trying to lure skunks to your grass i don't like that that's very weird linwood i don't like that all right you guys don't forget it's princess collection one week left only one week left and then those five episodes of The Princesses that we've covered will go into the vault. You will not be able to access them. So do not miss out. We would love to have you. And as a reminder, if you sign up to be a Fox annually and you get a month in and you're like, uh, I like you, but this was not worth it. We, you can just email us and we'll refund all your money. That's how uh, passionately we believe in this project. So 
make sure that you go to notsojamie.com slash annual and sign up. I'm Jamie Golden. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jamie B. Golden. I'm Knox McCoy. You'll find me on the socials at Knox McCoy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys.